Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We are now joined by the guy they call Hoop Scoop, Kevin McPherson. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, we finally know who DH is. Rick, I got to tell you, he's uh, mm. Kevin teased us the other day. Yeah. He said, I'll give you... Well, actually, I, I said, Kevin, can we at least have some initials? He gave us <laughs> D.H., and D.H. finally identified himself by way of Twitter, saying he is now part of the Razorback family. So, Kevin, tell us about D.H. D.J. Harris is a, you know, I've been saying it'll be one of those three, four combo type of players, and that's what he is. He's a six six. You know, you can call him a wing, but I think, you know, when you look at guys like Trey Wade and uh, Stanley Amudi, these Tony, some of these guys have come in in that 6'6 range. And when Arkansas plays, when they play small ball, those guys have sometimes played the four in terms of who they, how they defend and, you know, how they fit on the court. And so I think he'll bring some of that versatility. You know, Arkansas, uh, when you look at the guard, the backcourt, we know Keon Minifield Jr. is going to be a non-scholarship redshirt, but when you – subtract him out of the available guards, they still have seven. They still have seven in the backcourt. So it made sense to me why they went and got a guy like Dennis J. Harris because he can bring, again, that 3-4 combo versatility. You know, you can uh, play him at the wing in more traditional lineups. If you go small ball, he can play the four. He can defend multiple positions. And he's played. You know, he had a year of junior college, then a redshirt season at Southern Miss three years uh, playing at Southern Miss, so it's one of, another player with a lot of D1 experience. I just put an article out over the weekend analysis after this announcement came out of what's available at Arkansas. There are 14 players. We mentioned Minifield's not on uh, scholarship. So you've got 13 on scholarship, but there's 35 years collectively of Division One experience. It is quite a contrast to last season when Arkansas had six true freshmen and a couple of their transfers, uh, Trevor Brazil and, and Ricky Council the fourth, two of their main players combined only had three years of Division One experience. So you had a very young team, um, and then this year I think it's the opposite. And while this squad may not have as many draft, you know, draft ready guys, Arkansas had three one and dones. We know that among those six freshmen. Uh, but you're, you're going to have a lot more experience on the court, and I think there's not going to be a shortage of talent. But you also have more versatility in this in this incoming group. When I start thinking about Arkansas should be better than it's been the last two years in three-point shooting, when I look at guys like Lee Vidal, uh, Jeremiah Davenport, uh, L. Ellis to some degree, you look at you, you look at a guy like Devo Davis who increased his three-point shooting prowess every year in his first three seasons. Last year, uh, for a guy that was in the rotation and beyond guys like Joseph Pennon and Trevor Brazil, in a smaller sample size, had a bit of a higher percentage. But Devo Davis, by volume, was Arkansas's leading three-point shooter and by percentage among rotation players who played most of the season was the leader. So I think Arkansas will be better there. And most of these newcomers coming in, some of those names I mentioned, are very good free throw shooters. And that was an, an area where Arkansas took a step back last year, just under 70% after being one of the best. So 
you know, you asked about the NJ Harris, but I, I really wanted to talk about the whole thing, but I had to kind of sit on it because we were still waiting on that name to go public before I could do it. So I did put that analysis out. Uh, but I think this is another team. When I look at it, Randy, on paper, I look at this roster and go, okay, Arkansas has gone past the first weekend of the NCAA tournament three years in a row. It, this looks like one that can that can do that a fourth time. And we know once you get past that first weekend, now sometimes it's about matchups. Not, well, it's always about that. But, you know, things need to fall into place to make a run to the Final Four. It takes a little bit of, I, I'll call it luck or opportunity, that you can't necessarily plan for. Um, but Arkansas on paper, to me, looks like it's got that kind of roster again. I think you always have to have luck. <laughs> got to have a little bit of luck. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you can get bad luck, but you can also sometimes get good luck. Let's talk with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin? Yeah, I do. Uh, about the Kai Mitchell, what's his injury? There don't really seem to be any details on his injury. Guys, I think he's asking about Makai Mitchell, and he used the word injury, right? Yes, correct. Ankles, my I'm going to use my disclaimer but before I speak on it. I don't directly talk about academics or injuries, but the university hasn't been cleared through the player or their parents to, to allow us to talk about or the player or the player's parent directly with me. And I don't have that on this. What I can tell you is he's been out. He's missed all of limited practice time, and he's expected to return uh, as soon as Arkansas gets back. Now, tomorrow, Wednesday is the last day of limited practice. Eric Mulsman's going to have a press conference tomorrow. I'm going to be going to Fayetteville for that. It's at Bud Walton Arena, uh, the media room, and so I'll be attending that. Maybe he addresses it directly at that time. Um, but but without that, I'm not going to talk about injuries. I can just tell you Makai Mitchell's been out. Uh, he was seen in one, a team photo wearing a walking boot, and when they first moved on to campus in late May, so, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, drawing a line from A to B, that might that, that may help you there. Uh, but he has and not about, been practicing, and I believe, and we'll see if Mussman addresses it tomorrow, uh, but I believe he's expected to be back full go sometime in August. If not, I would think September, but they feel good about his return. Trevor Brazil's on, on course. He's probably ahead of schedule, but they've always been targeting sometime in September. We'll see if they bump it up any sooner. Maybe Mussman addresses that. But the last time he talked to everybody, he said they weren't going to ramp up his return so that was always september prior to that when it's been talked about and of course his injury's been on the record so we can we know it was a knee injury we know he missed you know he played eight games uh um, so so he's back he's just not again. at full speed he's back just not at full speed or rather i should say at a hundred percent they're taking it slow with him yeah, I mean, he's Taylor done some Larson limited stuff, but he's not been full go at practice, and that's been I've reported on that multiple times. And the fact that September's the target date for full participation, mm-hmm. unless they unless Taylor, they revise it and move it up. And again, we get we meet with Muscle tomorrow. We don't know exactly what he's going to talk about, but he could be asked about that. He may have something different to say than he did a few weeks ago when he said he was ahead of schedule, but that didn't mean they were moving his schedule up. Correct. They were going to keep it as they had planned it, and which was at that point was September. So uh, I can give you guys another update, by the way. I've been talking a while about Arkansas could have two players, red shirt or one. Oh, guys, I heard yes. a disconnect. No, you're all right. No, you're all right. You're good. Go. Two instead of one. Okay. Shane, Shane <laughs> I've hung been up. saying for a while Arkansas could have two or one that were red shirting. And then we learned that, that, that Minifield was one that was going to be non-scholarship redshirt. 
my understanding now is unless something changes beyond now, later, right now, all 13 scholarship players are expected to be available. So I don't use word. I don't talk in specifics of academics or injury. All 13 scholarships are expected as of now to be available to play next season. So, again, I don't have a crystal ball. Things pop around from there. You know, from around corners, it seems like in, in college athletics these days, there's always something, something you thought was true one day and, and not true the next. But there was some, there was an idea that there might be two red shirts, and as of now, that is not the plan. It doesn't look like it's going to happen that way. It looks like it's only going to be Minifield. So that's a bit of an update because I have been saying it could be one or two, and I think the the second part of that now has been resolved. Kevin, how did? From my understanding, from my sources, it went extremely well. But let's get your thoughts on the official visit that wrapped up this past Friday by Honor Botang. Yeah, that's a pretty good description. Uh, you know, um, Honor said that he really needed that official visit. He's been there unofficially before, but he wanted to really engage with the coaching staff. There's just more to those official visits. They, they share more with you. They go deeper into stuff. And, they, and it's a chance to really, you know, experience some things that kind of get you, you know, get, get your wheels turning about, you know, what do you want to do next? <laughs> do you want to be a Razorback? And I think there was a, a positive needle over there from both sides. I got, I got feedback from both sides of that equation. And uh, obviously honor is able to speak on the record about that. And we had an article about it, uh, his post visit uh, thoughts. And, you know, it was, he, obviously he was able to attend practice, um, and that you know he's hit had been at some of those before. And he, you know, he just told me because those are electric as always. So he's, you know, every player I've ever talked to, it's a wow experience because you hear about NBA, you hear about how you know precision things move quickly. Uh, it's very business like, but it's very you know very productive, and that's what you always hear about practice. And it's you know there's a lot of energy, and you could ex- what would you what else would you expect with a guy like Musselman who conveys a lot of energy? So he was. Impressed with practice again, uh, but he said he he really holds the program, and it was kind of an all-encompassing statement in high regard. So, you know, Otter Boateng, a top ten national, top ten five star, according to On3.com recruiting service, uh, six five, uh, very athletic, very strong. I mean, this guy, if you looked at him and didn't know him, you'd, you'd say this guy's already in college. Maybe he's a, a rookie in the pros. He, he's built right, but he can he, he's added nuances to his game in terms of skill level as a ball handler, uh, shot creator and mid-range. His confidence has risen as a three-point shooter. And if you look at his numbers that were, you know, these are actual numbers from the summer. He was shooting threes in volume and making them in a high clip at one event in five games. Shot 47% from three, knocking down three per game. So that's both volume and efficiency. So that's still a work in progress, but now he's become a more complete player. I understand why on threes rated this guy as a top ten player. ESPN's got him in the twenties at twenty eight, the last I saw. So he's on that kind of that cut line. Now let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Thank you again to Chris and the gang at Fence Brokers and Hogville.com or Hogville.net and uh, Lanny and company. Let's uh, talk with Navy Mike. Mike, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin? Yeah, Randy. Yeah, I do. Um and hey, uh, uh, good evening, uh, Randy and, and Rick and um, 
Ray. Hey, and hey, you, know, uh, Miss, you know, Mr. McPherson, um, or is it McPherson or Mr. Bo- Mr. Bohannon? No, it's no. this is Kevin McPherson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Mc- okay. You know, Mr. McPherson, I, I, I hearken from a, a bygone era, you know, where, you know, guys stayed in college for, you know, three, four years uh, before going to the to the NBA. Um, you know, they, they were setting uh, career scoring records, which you're, you're not ever going to see ever again, you know, guys doing that. Because they just don't stay in, at the same school for long enough to, to be able to do that. Um, you know, you know, and, and like, you know, when, when that was happening, uh, you know, you began, you came in, you became invested in these guys and you got to watch them grow as players from, from a freshman to a, you know, like a junior and a senior, um, you know, and I know the, you know, the transfer portals, you know, giving these players a lot more freedom they ever got to, um, where they, you know, they, they can go to a place where they feel like you like and have the most opportunity to shine. And, and that's great. I, I, I'm not against that. But I, I, just, I just wish that the game was, you know, back in the day when, um, you know, guy, you got to know, get to know guys. You, and you got to, you know, feel like, you know, you, you, you were on this um, journey with them as they, as they um, tra- you know, transitioned into, you know, a, a high school um, or, or a, a college uh, freshman into a, a junior and a senior. You know, and it, it just felt like you, like you, you, you got to be a part of that, you know. But the, but the hope, the, and the, re, the, the biggest reason why that, that isn't the case anymore is just because I think the one and done rule is is what's killed college basketball. You know, I mean, if, if, if look, if you let the best, you know, high school players go straight to the league, the guys who aren't good enough to do that will, they will be college players. They will stay at a, maybe at a at a school for for uh, two, three, four years. You know, I mean, you know, that, and, and I think that would just make the game so much better if you just stop this sham of letting these guys, okay, where they have to be at a school for a year. You, we all know they're not there for for academics. You know, they're there because they the, the NCAA just got this goofy rule where, well, you, you got to do one year of school and then you can go to the league. Let, let the best guys go to the league, and then the rest of them will. You can grow with those kind of players. You can you can get to watch them grow. You know what I mean? So um, uh, that's just my comments on that whatnot, and I, um, I'll get you guys a uh, take on that and whatnot, and uh, you guys have a good evening. Thank you, Mike. Hey, Just that, that's an NBA rule. It's not the NCAA. Right. In fact, there was talk that the NBA might change the rule, and then the collective bargaining agreement they just did – Look, the veterans don't want it. They want to keep the young guys out as long as they can because it's job security for them. So it's a compromise, one one and done. Um, you know, he, the caller might be right uh, that, that it would be better for college basketball in some ways if they just let them go straight from high school and the ones that come to college, if there was some kind of rule by the NBA that they had to be, once they go to college, they can't. then they can't apply to go back in the draft for a while, you know, like kind of like baseball does it. But – that's not what it is, and that's you know I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, it was thought they'd go back to the you know can come straight out of high school, and again that was a choice that was not made, and that comes down from the NBA, not college, not not from the NCAA. Uh, as far as his you know you know I, I mean I consider myself old school. I mean I'm in my fifties, <laughs> um, but at the same time I embrace uh, the idea that 
these players now they they all they've always wanted to play professionally, and the way the game's working now with the transfer portal, it's a lot like kind of resembling in some ways free agency and NIL players being able to capitalize on their talents and get get income. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the way that it is now, and he's right. But look at a guy like Devo Davis. He's coming back for year four, um, and he's going to have a chance to be in the record books at Arkansas. So he, he's right. There's, that's going to be fewer and far further between. But even under a coach like Eric Mussman, there's still room for a Devo Davis to play four years for a guy like that who retools the roster every year. And you see other programs that you know do it a little bit differently, but most now are really utilizing that portal. And it's and it's and it's you know run them in and run them out and you know so it, it is what the reality of it. Um, I look at a guy like Moses Moody that spent a year at Arkansas, came one point shy of tying Scotty Thurman's freshman record for all, most points in a single season by a freshman. He's the only freshman ever at Arkansas to be All SEC first team, new crim of the year, freshman of the year. He, he accomplished a lot in one year. We have to, you don't have to, but for someone like me, who who at one point, going off the old school notions, now I tell myself we have to look at greatness a little bit different, differently. And for me, I'm not telling anyone, any fan they have to, but for me, a guy like Bobby Portis, two years in the program, SEC Player of the Year, second team All-American. He's one of the most decorated players, even though he only had two years and is not going to show up in a bunch of record books. Uh, but he's one of the more decorated hogs, and he's had a fantastic NBA career, one of the best NBA players who's not an all-star. So, you know, I still look at these guys as in some ways being great, even if they didn't spend a lot of time at Arkansas. Uh, let's see from the uh, Buzz text line. Let's see. Uh, Randy Hammond, you know, can you have in a minute? I counted 20. Hmm. Uh, We've been through that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get an ambulance. I started drinking two minutes ago when <laughs> Gravy Mike came on, and every time he said, you know, I took a swig oh, and no. passed that on the floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Randy, you got to be quicker on shutting Mike down. We only got Kevin on for so long. That was a waste of a segment. Should give Kev- <laughs> Kevin an additional slot. <laughs> okay. Um, Randy, if you had a nickel for every time I talked into the commercial break, because I don't hear the music, you'd be <laughs> retired and, you know. You know, I'm getting, re- I'm getting ready to run up the volume here in a minute. I, if you miss it this time, then there is no hope for you. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, by the way, 26 you knows. You, 26 you knows. Um, yeah. All right. Jace Richardson. Jace Richardson. Yeah. His father... Jason Richardson, former NBA great. Where do you think Arkansas stands with Jace Richardson? Arkansas's got a shot there. You know, I'm hearing different things about that. And I think, in, you know, some days I think Arkansas feels better than other days they do about it. And that's sometimes just how it goes in recruiting. Uh, they had him on for an unofficial visit last year. And we'll see where that goes. By the way, class of 2025 guard Jordan Lowry. 6'2 guard from Texas, uh, going to be at West uh, Winston-Salem Christian School in North Carolina for next season. Class of 2025, he's taking an unofficial visit to Arkansas on Wednesday. That is the last day of limited practice. So I'm sure he'll get to, while he's there, get to go catch a practice. And that's the last one in Arkansas take a break, come back after a couple of weeks, and, and things will ramp up. And, again, we've got Eric Mussman tomorrow uh, for a press conference. So we might get some of the things we're constantly talking about and not quite sure about 
maybe we'll get some more uh, answers on some of the, some of this stuff. And also today it was announced Arkansas will have that rubber match against Oklahoma in Tulsa December 9th at the BOK Center. Uh, those teams split games in the last two years. Arkansas winning last year. OU winning the year before that. Can you hear that? I hear it, Randy. <laughs> and I shut up. <laughs> okay, I need uh, some new headsets. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on in the week. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. And yes, thanks to our friends at Fence Brokers.